Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Dodgers bats show up just in time. How can the Titans continue to roll? Plus, how long will the Browns be without Baker? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. The Dodgers were facing elimination against the Braves last night, but their bats showed up just in time to extend the series. Our Locked On MLB insider Gordon Beckham joined Locked On's Kanani Stevens for a Locked On Insider Report. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Now MLB Insider Report. I'm Kainani Stevens. We're joined by our Locked On MLB Insider, Gordon Beckham, to help break down Game 5 of the NLCS. And this one was basically a home run derby. I mean, we've seen a lot of offensive power in the postseason for Major League Baseball in the ALCS and the NLCS. But tonight, it was the Dodgers taking off, getting a huge win. What did you see out there, Gordon? Well, awesome game. Awesome game to watch for baseball fans because, I mean, literally history, I mean, is going on with Chris Taylor, what he's doing out there, and, and Pollock had a huge game too. But, uh, I mean, the start of this was was Freddie Freeman. The Braves got off to a really good start, and everybody's thinking, okay, well, they've, they've really just shown that they're the better team so far in this series, and the way that they're playing, nobody's going to beat them. I mean, after one inning, that's what you're thinking, and then – uh, the bottom of the second happens, and Pollock comes up, Homer, and then uh, Pujols gets on, and then Chris Taylor hits a hits a home run. It's first of three, which is insanity uh, to do that in the playoffs. But uh, they rolled from there. But it just it, it it everything today like was basically it was all on the Braves side. Braves had Max Fried going, hit their ace. The Dodgers had a bullpen game. There's just a lot going on. Uh, in today's game, but it was just a, a really fun game to watch. There's been a few times this uh, series where the dynamic has been the opposite of the outcome. So at the start of the game, you look at the Dodgers, the Braves, you're like, they sh- they clearly have the the edge. And then at the end of the day, it's the other team that's actually winning. So this series is getting a little hairy. The Braves were up 3-1 last year um, and, and same spot, and they ended up losing the series. So I know that's in the back of their heads a little bit. Uh, and and the thought is got got to overcome, got to be able to grind through this and get one more win. Obviously, it's a really decisive win for LA. What kind of you know when you're staving off elimination like that? Obviously, you want to win as big as you can to kind of get that momentum back. But with the series shifting back to Atlanta, what does that kind of have? What's the setup going forward for both these teams? <laughs> Well, I think for, for me, it's like watching the Dodgers offense tonight. I mean, yeah, the, the two guys, Pollock and uh, Taylor, had huge days, right? I mean, they had 10 RBIs between the two of them. But at the end of the day, their whole offense went crazy. I mean, they had 17 hits. So they're starting to get hot now. And if I'm the Braves, I'm a little worried because it, Dodgers team that's getting hot, that's a nervous, you know, a nervous breakdown happening for Braves fans everywhere. And I live in Atlanta, so I know. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that both teams moving forward, the Dodgers and the Braves kind of have the rotation set. You're probably going to see Scherzer and Ian Anderson for the Braves on 
Saturday. And then Sunday, if it gets there, it's going to be Morton versus uh, Bueller. And so the, the matchups are set up. I mean, they're set up to be just really, really good games down the stretch. Both teams are playing really well. So I think that it's going to be a, a fantastic finish, whatever way, however it shakes out, it's going to be a really fantastic uh, finish. And I think the Braves have really played well at home. So it'll be interesting to see if they, they can continue that. They actually won a couple games. They probably shouldn't have in Atlanta. So they, they snuck out a couple games. They shouldn't have, they played really well out in LA only won one game. So the Dodgers are trending in the right direction. So Braves got to find a way to hold on and, and, and get one more win. For more insider reports on the latest MLB news, subscribe to the Locked On MLB YouTube page. Coming up, can the Titans continue to roll against the Chiefs this week? Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Milwaukee Bucks kicked off their season with a big win over the Nets, but then came the Miami Heat last night. This is David Ramil of Locked On Heat. The Kyle Lowry era kicked off in Miami in a big way with the Heat blowing out the Milwaukee Bucks 137-95 in their season opener. The most points scored by the Heat on any opening night in franchise history. Lowry himself struggled from the field. He shot just one of eight for five points, but he did chip in six assists. But still, the benefits of having him on the floor were obvious. Miami's defense was particularly stingy with Lowry in the game, holding the Bucks to just 17 points in the first quarter and limiting Giannis Antetokounmpo to 15 points on four of 11 shooting. On offense, Lowry's impact was also immediate as he and the Heat pushed the ball up quickly and found easy looks all night. Tyler Hero led Miami with 27 points while Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo combined for another 41 points. If there's a caveat to consider for Miami, it's that the Bucks were missing several players, including starters Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday, as well as key reserves like Bobby Porters. There's no way of knowing exactly how they stack up against a healthy version of the NBA reigning champs, but they show the tenacious defense and electric offense that has a team believing they can challenge any other group at the East. For a full recap of tonight's game, make sure to follow Locked on Heat. Golden State Warriors were looking to sweep the L.A. teams after their Game 1 win over the Lakers. Last night, they took on the Clippers. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Lockler here, one half of the hosting duo over at Locked On Clippers. Coming at you after a pretty heartbreaking loss to the Warriors to open the season. The Clippers dropped this one by two points. But Paul George had a fantastic start to the season. He had 29 11 and six, can't ask for more from your superstar. We could have asked the refs for maybe a couple more foul calls because he attempted zero free throws, which makes absolutely no sense. New addition, uh, Eric Bledsoe looked great on both ends of the floor, he added 20 points. Took one three that maybe he shouldn't have, which maybe cost the Clippers, who knows? But hey, there was a lot of positives from this game. Terrence Mann was flying around on both ends of the court, and it's hard to beat the Warriors when Steph Curry has 45 points. A lot to be excited about. Unfortunately, the Clippers couldn't get the dub. We're all hoping that they can get back in the win column when they play the Grizzlies on Saturday. Ben Simmons left the 76ers practice facility on Thursday without working out and is expected to meet with organizational leadership this morning to discuss his playing status. Simmons described discomfort in his back to Sixers staff on Thursday morning and underwent brief treatment before the medical staff cleared him to work out, only to leave without doing any on-court activity. This is all going super, super well for everyone involved in Philly. Nothing to see here at all. 
Two House Democrats sent a letter Thursday to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell demanding the league provide Congress with the results of the investigation into the Washington football team's workplace culture. There was no written report after the nearly year-long investigation, and the league has not released all of the findings. According to an NFL spokesman, the league is not going to reopen the investigation or release the some 650,000 emails it collected. They want the NFL to produce all documents and communications obtained in connection with the investigation into the WFT, its management, its owners, and any other matter relating to or resulting from the WFT investigation. It is worth mentioning here, the Carolina Panthers a few years ago changed hands after an investigation into misconduct of then-owner Jerry Richardson that never rose to the level of a congressional committee. This is no doubt not the last we are going to hear of this one. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Week 7 in the NFL is upon us. The Arizona Cardinals stayed undefeated. They come into a game with the Houston Texans as 17.5-point favorites. Is that all? The next largest point spread heading into the week, the Rams and the Giants, L.A., favored by 15 over Detroit by betonline.ag odds makers and another potential blowout spot on the horizon. Although I kind of like the underdog here between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Chicago Bears. The betonline.ag line for this game has the Bucks 12 and a half point favorites. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on on that first deposit. Use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The Tennessee Titans are coming off a monster win against the Bills in week six. Waiting for them this week, an up and down Kansas City Chiefs team. Tyler Rowland here, host of the Locked On Titans podcast, with your Tennessee Titans key to victory for a Week 7 matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. For the Titans, they have to focus on winning the turnover battle. Right now, the Chiefs are the second worst team in the NFL in turnover margin at a minus 8 rate. Patrick Mahomes has given the ball away with interceptions throughout the early part of the season. If the Titans' defense wants a chance to give the offense a shot to win the game, they have to turn over the Chiefs a couple of times and put the Titans' offense in advantageous situations. The Titans will need to win the turnover battle against the Kansas City Chiefs in Week 7 to come out victorious. For more analysis, check out the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, and subscribe to the Locked On Titans YouTube channel Last week, everyone expected the Las Vegas Raiders to fall apart after the John Gruden resignation, but they beat the Broncos. This week, they host the Eagles. So how do they keep the momentum going? I'm your boy Q, host of the Locked On Raiders podcast with your keys to victory versus the Eagles week seven. First of all, if you're the Raiders, you got to run the ball. The Eagles are very suspect when it comes to the run game. A game Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, those guys should be able to eat. The Eagles have been very leaky on that defensive line when it comes to the run game. Also, offensively, get Darren Waller matched up with the linebackers or at least target the linebackers in general. Defensive line for the Eagles, really good. Secondary for the Eagles, really good. Suspect, linebackers. Get Darren Waller, the big playmaker, involved early. Get him involved often. 
Also, obviously, on the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line has to continue to gel, continue to try to come together and be that unit that they were expected to be when they were formed in the offseason. Defensively, got to get pressure on Jalen Hurts. You got to get it with your front four, and you've got to keep them in the pocket. Don't let them break contain. If he breaks contain, that athlete can get out there and be a horse and make things happen. He's the leading rusher right now for the Eagles. The Raiders don't want to get embarrassed by Jalen Hurts. Also, eliminate the big plays. They got the speedy wide receivers on the outside led by Devontae Smith, first-round wide receiver out of Alabama. Watch out for those guys. If they break loose, well, they could break the game wide open. And then lastly, the crowd at Allegiant Stadium has got to urge the silver and black on. There's going to be a lot of Philly faithful at Allegiant Stadium. You got to keep those guys quiet. The Allegiant Stadium crowd, the Raider Nation, has got to, to drown out the Eagles fans that are there in Las Vegas. And those are the keys to victory for the silver and black week seven versus the Eagles. The Cardinals are still undefeated. And while they are playing a one-win Houston Texans team, we've seen weirder things happen. The Arizona Cardinals are 17 and a half point favorites at home against the lowly Houston Texans. I don't think we're talking about like a revenge game for J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins because Houston now kind of has become a charity case. You kind of feel bad for them. Arizona Cardinals looking to become 7 and 0 and take on the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football in week 8. Alex, I mean, are we getting too far ahead of ourselves? Can you throw out any of the clichés like any given Sunday when you look at this contest? I mean, there are two things that are true. One, the Houston Texans are an NFL team, so you have to respect them. Two, the, the Houston Texans are a bad NFL team that you have to respect. So really what it comes down to here, all joking aside, is don't turn the ball over. Don't be sloppy. Don't give up the big play. There are the three cliches you want. Just go win a game you're supposed to win and then move on to Thursday night football where you host the Green Bay Packers. That's the big game. Don't be caught looking too far ahead. Take care of business against another rookie quarterback, Davis Mills. The Arizona Cardinals looking to go 3-0 against rookie signal callers and improve to 7-0. It's Locked On Cardinals, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. All right, they're not. They're not going to lose. We know that. We know that. How long will the Browns be without Baker? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you haven't had a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. I have tried all the other protein bars. Trust me, you have to try these amazing bars for yourself. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or impossible to, to swallow because it's so dense and blah. Built Bar soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something that's different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. And yet, Built Bar, low in carb, low in calories, low fat, low sugar, high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of something being delicious. This month, Built Bar is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com agree or disagree this is the Q of the day an extremely banged up cleveland browns team was going into thursday night against the broncos with case keenum at quarterback and desperately needing a win they got one thanks to their running game which keeps on keeping on even without kareem hunt and Nick Chug to Ernest Johnson, the star of the night, 22 carries for 146 and the score 
as the Browns hold off the Broncos 17 to 14. Joining me now from Locked on Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Jeff. This is, of course, an important win as they try and keep pace in the AFC North. But what is the current situation and the future of Baker Mayfield with the injury? I don't think anybody really has the way to understand how this is going to work. Um, it seems really crazy to say, I need my bone to heal so my shoulder socket won't fly out at any point. Um, look, for the Browns, it's 10 days of rest. There's just no way around it. It's 10 days of rest. They're four and three, uh, back on the right side of it. Um, they got a lot of help here today. They played well. I think the defense really responded, which you knew this needed to happen. There's way too much talent there. When does Baker Mayfield play again? Uh, is it October 31st? I probably don't think so. Is it maybe sometime in November? Sometime in November? Who knows where this goes? Um, it's a significant injury to the labrum. And then when you're talking about a broken bone on top of it, which is maybe causing some of these issues, um, the fact that he's even been out there the last couple of weeks, maybe you know, for everybody who's trying to give him a hard time, maybe it's time to maybe eat that and say, wow, I was pretty impressed to actually just be out there. Um, but this team is good. They're well coached. They have a lot of talent. Um, whether or not Baker Mayfield is the be all end all of this offense, I don't think anybody knows yet. But look, just figure where we're at. Uh, four and three, need this win. 10 days, home, Halloween, Pittsburgh Steelers, always a great one. And we'll go from there. I mean, right now it's, it's the ultimate like writing a note of, Hey, I love you. Dot, 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 dot. Like, you know, where does it go from here? Like there's a lot going on here for the Browns. It really is. Um, but they needed this one and they got it. The fact that the run game can keep up even with your third string guy, the fact that the passing game was able to do enough and this defense, Miles Garrett, one of the top guys for defensive player of the year. What does that say about their ability, do you think, to project this forward and say, okay, if, if this is what they get, how successful can they be? The Browns defense needs to start showing more like this against teams that are pretty good. It's great that you beat around the Bears in Justin right. Fields' first start. It's great that you beat around the Minnesota Vikings. It's great that you beat around the Denver Broncos. But you can't be giving up 40 and 30 spots against teams like, obviously, the Chargers, the Cardinals, um, and the Chiefs week one got going. There has to be some sort of middle ground here, Peter. And this is the most difficult part. It's we shut down really, really bad offenses, but we get, you know, ran around the yard against really, really good offenses. There's got to be some middle ground here. And finally, the fish stinks from the head down. That's what Giants head coach Joe Judge said about who is to blame for the Giants one and five start. Judge said, quote, I've been taught that from great guys who I worked for, played for, there are no excuses, no exceptions. You demand it from your coaches to make sure that the players are playing the right way. You demand it of the players to know what to do and then go out there and do it. But it starts with me and it ends with me. The Giants have dropped their past two games and are coming off a 38-11 to demolition last Sunday at the hands of the LA Rams. They've lost all three of their home games this season by a combined score of 82 to 38. Oh, and their best players, they're all hurt heading into this weekend, at least the offensive ones, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. It is not a great situation in New York right now. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Monday, the World Series will be set. 
Can either the Red Sox or Dodgers pull off the comeback? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.